0: It all comes back to sacrifice. Early to bed, early to rise. Isn't it something?
1: Um, we don't do that over here, kay? Man, what was I going to say? Hit the snooze button. 100%. <laughs> I saw this thing on TikTok. <laughs> Episode 6. Episode 6. We made Been it. we rolling. We finally made it. Yeah. I couldn't have done it without you, my co-host, and me being the main host of the show. <laughs> <laughs> um... Yeah, this episode we're gonna we wanted to dive into a little bit of the Jake Paul and Ben Askren fight, and then we're gonna talk about Mary Jane down the road at the end <laughs> of the podcast. So to kind of kick this off, just so everybody kind of knows what's going on, if you're not like a fight fan, a martial art fan, there's a there's a really huge fight and purist it might it might annoy them i know kurt <laughs> kind of hates it, it kind I, of annoys me too to be honest and i get it and like jake paul disgusts me like he's he's a very cringe worthy person and very like, arrogant yeah and, and just disrespectful dumb in many ways but also very intelligent cuz he knows how to grab your attention you know and that is the game when it comes to social media is can you grab attention and he's the master at it see I'm the
0: same way where this, it kind of angers me because I'm from that old school of, you have to earn things. You know, the, the people have to earn their spots, but the reality is this is about the market and the market doesn't care. The market is not about emotions. The market is not about who deserves what. The market is putting asses in seats, selling tickets, attention, popularity. Yeah. And even though these people haven't earned their spots, I want to see
1: what happens. Yeah. Yeah, it's compelling. It's almost like the the NBA and the WNBA. Like there's a lot of heat on like how women are not getting paid a lot in WNBA, but it's like it the, the market. It's like where are the eyes? Millions of people watch the NBA. So ad revenue and sponsors, like there's so there's billions of dollars that get dumped into these or these organizations cuz people watch it. If people watch whatever the thing is, that's where the money goes it's like news with fear selling fear right it's yeah it's not about what's right it's about what sells so it's the world we live in it's like that Andrew Schultz I don't know if people saw so as soon as the pandemic hit this comedian Andrew Schultz he came up with this like really fun creative way to like do social media where it was like you know turn your phone around and you'd, you'd have to like kind of turn your phone to see it the long way and then he would just kind of go on these little rants or tangent tangent Whatever the word is, tangent type. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, he he talked about clout, and he said like that's yes. the game right now. And he joked about Takashi six nine running for president. And if you haven't seen the video, check it out. It's pretty funny. It's but compelling and it all adds up. It's like, oh shit, that could be our next president. He legitimately makes some of, some of these like claims and arguments where you're like, at the end of the video, you're kind of scratching your head being like, holy shit. Like what kind of world have we opened up? Yeah. You know? But so anyway, this Jake Paul and, and Ben Askren fight, uh, Ben Askren is a, a very high level wrestler. He made it to the Olympics. He was a champion in four different uh, organizations. Um, with as far as mixed martial arts so like bellator i don't know if yeah, he, he was a
0: bellator champ he was a one champ and he's a, a two-time ncaa division one champion and he wrestled in the 2008 olympic games yeah and so he's
1: and now he's he retired he retired after getting knocked out in five seconds for the first time he's ever been knocked out and it was a highlight reel so he retired, he got hip surgery, he was yeah. sitting around doing nothing for a long time, and all of a sudden Jake Paul, he must have made like a tweet or a social media or maybe just like the contract just you know stumbled upon Ben Askren. And so now we have this Ben Askren, a highly decorated wrestler and mixed martial artist who's not known for his boxing or striking whatsoever. Yeah,
0: and let's sorry to interrupt. Let's just
1: backtrack a little bit for
0: anybody that doesn't know what's going on. Basically, a YouTuber, a social media phenom is fighting, like, a high-level mixed martial artist or wrestler, yeah. right? That's kind of the
1: situation that's happening this weekend.
0: Yeah. So that's, the, that's this big event, yeah.
1: Yeah, and so it's like they, they, there's a lot of hype behind it because, like, it's, it's almost drawing in from the millions of people that follow these YouTubers, like Jake Paul, who are not martial art fans— But they just love this YouTube kind of vibe, so they're following him. But then Ben Askren is bringing like millions of like uh, you know real MMA fans to watch this, and they're rooting for him desperately because nobody, I don't think, really likes Jake Paul, so they they want to see him obviously win. But it's one of the things that I think people sleep on the Paul brothers is their athleticism and their ability to work their ass off. You know, as goofy and as silly, arrogant and dumb as they can be. They work their ass off and they're big kids and they're athletes. Mm-hmm. And I know Jake Paul has been boxing or at least training for, um, three years, like very consistently. And I know it, like he has a record of two and zero, oh, but that's not a record. I don't even, I literally don't count that. You fought an NBA player and another YouTube, <laughs> uh, guy. Yeah. And, and it was professional in air quotes. So their pro fight was like, you know, you fought a soccer player and some other guy basically. Yeah. And you just said it was a pro fight. Yeah. So he he has no experience. So We don't really know what Ben Askren's getting into, but it is it's exciting, man. I've been following it like a hawk, watching watching these guys train and prepare for it. And the cool thing is we just saw Ben Askren post some live workouts. It was like kind of their last press conference. And Ben Askren actually looked pretty good and I he says he wasn't, but I I think he was trolling people this whole time. You would see sparring footage of him and show, <laughs> show him hitting pads. And, man, he looked very lousy. Yeah. Like, to be such a high-level wrestler and such a competitor, you watch him hit pads. You're like, oh, shit, Jake Paul's going to knock this guy out. Oh, shit. But then literally uh, the, the week of the fight, they show videos of him hitting pads. And he looks pretty crisp, like pretty good. And that's what he said. He's like, I'm, I'm an expert at learning. Like, you don't become a, a champion in four different things by not being a good student. So he's like, when I'm into something, I'll learn it quick. And so that's what we kind of saw in the last, you know, whatever, three months. And here's what's brilliant about Jake Paul picking Ben Askren. So
0: I don't think that was the first choice. I think he was trying to fight this Dylan Danis guy who is Conor McGregor's jiu-jitsu coach. He hasn't competed in a while, but he fought twice in Bellator. And he he used to be like a jiu-jitsu world champion, I believe. But I think he wanted that fight initially so he could eventually kind of work his way to Conor. He wanted to fight Conor, yeah. But the, here's the brilliant... I don't like Jake Paul. I'm just going to put it out there. But here's the brilliant thing about picking Ben Askren. To anybody who's a casual fan, you think of Ben Askren as a UFC fighter. A, a guy that was fighting top contenders. A guy that was fighting ex-champions. Mm-hmm. Uh, or I mean, Robbie Lawler, yeah. Vidal. Top of the heap. Yeah. Top of the heap, mixed martial artist, UFC fighter. So, you know, if he wins, it's like, hey, Jake beat this guy. And if he loses, it's like, well, I mean, what do you expect? But the thing that's so brilliant about it is he's probably a better boxer than Askren. Askren is not a striker. Yeah. Askren has carried him with his way through mixed martial arts through his wrestling. And and that's just a fact. That's not, you know, talking down on him. That Like, he knows that. Yeah,
1: yeah he's admitted it numerous times.
0: So when your only weapon is throwing fists, I mean... Jake's, a, Jake's probably a better boxer. So yeah. so you know it's kind of a win a win-win for Jake. Yeah. And I mean for Ben
1: good on him because he's getting the biggest payday he's ever received, right? So which he, is crazy. And that shows people like the the people that don't really follow this like to fight at the, the biggest organization in the UFC at the at the top level. He's making more money fighting a YouTuber in a boxing match. Like a nobody YouTuber, not a nobody, but a nobody fighter who is a YouTuber. Ben Askren's making way more money than what he made in the biggest organization in the world. Yeah, it just shows you the power of like these, you know, these YouTube stars. Like they got they got money and they got a a massive uh, crowd of people willing to watch and willing to fork over money and watch this show. And that's what I like.
0: I like I like to see guys getting money. I like to see guys getting paid. So I, I like to see that with with Ben Askren, but. The thing is, man, you said it earlier. Ben is a competitor. You are not an Olympic wrestler, an NCAA champion, uh, you know. All these accolades without being a, a real competitor, especially wrestlers. Yeah. And if they get in like clinch situations, I know you can't clinch for long, but it's like we're talking about a little kid against a bull. It's like it's it's a different thing. Like yeah. Ben is is built different.
1: He's he's a competitor, but that's the only shitty thing is it's boxing, right? Yeah, but it's it, I'm, I'm glad that it's uh, it's eight three-minute rounds. So that's long enough to wear somebody out. And so Ben Askren, uh, again, I, I think the mindset is where we're going to see the big advantage here. If he can get past the first and second round where Jake's using his long arms and his heavy power, because he's, he's got fast twitch muscle. Like those Logan bro- or those Paul brothers, are, they're explosive like yeah, athletes. They're athletes. So if they land like heavy shots, like Ben Askren could be in trouble. But if he weathers that first and second round, I think that's where we're going to see that dog, that wrestling mentality where it's just pressure, pressure. And man, I've been there before where guy like even just sparring like a guy like Kurt, where that forward pressure when you're backpedaling the whole time and you're on the defense, it's exhausting. It's tough to back up and always like have that heat on you and that pressure like your your soul like feels it like you can't escape. You know, it's like this really heavy blanket on you, not, not not even being on the ground. It's just that invisible pressure that they're kind of stalking yeah. you, and it's scary to get away from. It's exhausting.
0: And just tying up with anybody like Kurt, for example, who's like a real wrestler who's been wrestling since they're a kid, it's like you're grappling up with a different person. Mm-hmm. It's like you just you don't understand until somebody like that grabs a hold of you it's like oh we're we're, we're different here like we're yeah. different people here like yeah. we're not built the same
1: right um, but it, you know it's cool though like i the one thing i'll say is logan paul i've i've been slowly becoming more of a fan of his i've been listening to a bit of the podcast especially since this whole ben Askren fight so logan paul is jake paul's older brother and a lot of people might know logan paul because this is one of his biggest viral moments where he kind of got canceled he, he he made like a joke i kind of forget the details but he kind of made a joke of this suicide force that was in J- japan or something like that but it was like a touchy subject and he kind of made a, a joke about it so you know he lost all his sponsors and people hated him and he just took a lot of heat and um whatever he had kind of like a long layoff of kind of posting anything on social media so I I think it really affected him from what it sounds like and and now you're seeing this older Logan Paul who's like kind of matured and he was talking about how he literally had to like fight for the respect back so he fought this KSI guy two YouTubers and Logan Paul I think he it was a draw the first time and then he lost the second time but like it's humbling it's humbling for these guys who think they're invincible to all of a sudden get their ass kicked in front of millions of people. And now you, you have no choice but to eat humble pie and kind of man up and it. And it develops character. And now we're seeing like a little bit more of a humble version of Logan Paul. And so Jake Paul, his younger brother, is what Logan used to be. Interesting. Jake Paul is the, the, the mouthy little shithead that will say anything to get views, to get clicks, to get people to watch him. Whether they hate his guts or they love him, he'll say it. He's cocky, he don't think his shit stink, you know, like... You yeah, know. and that's, again, it's 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 unfortunate, but, I mean, like, I'm watching it. Yeah. Like, it's it's compelling. Like, it was like Tito Ortiz was kind of the OG of being that, um, the heel, you know, the guy that everybody hates. So, you're going to buy the ticket, whether you love him or you hate him and you want to see him yeah. hit his Floyd ass. Floyd Mayweather, yeah. like you name it. Yeah. Either way, you're buying the ticket yeah. and that's all they want. It's yeah. all they care about. <laughs>
0: and see, it, it's a bit of a, like... I like the, like, you're right. You said compelling. That's a great way to put it. But I, I like the, it makes more sense to me. It's like, okay, YouTubers against TikTokers or, you know, people on the same level. But what was the first, was it CM Punk the first time we seen, like, somebody that didn't have the accolades
1: fight, like, a real competitor? Brock Lesnar, but he had he had serious wrestling backgrounds. Yeah. So I don't know if I would count him. And he's just CM a Punk, fucking yeah. monster. But yeah, CM Punk was probably the first time, like, a legit no fight experience wrestle, real wrestling yeah. nothing
0: and then even even connor floyd mayweather a bit because First yeah spirit. connor's connor but it's like again we're talking boxing so yeah. like these type of mixed matches they're compelling they're gonna sell but you know it it doesn't seem fair you, you haven't earned it whereas opposed you know opposed to if it were jake paul against another youtuber it's like okay that's just a spectacle you know
1: it's not like a competitive athletic right. feat but you know what I find funny is uh, how many boxers or kickboxers or any of these people go to MMA. You don't see that too much. James Tony, but he was like old as shit, like legit boxer going to, to fight an MMA fighter. See, and that's you the difference. You don't see that. Do you know why? MMA is so fucking hard. Yeah. To learn grappling, to learn kicking, like not that boxing's not hard, but again, it's, it's the sweet science of two hands. You have two things to look out for. You pu- cover your body and your head. As soon as you dabble, dip your toes in MMA, it's like you have to look out for calf kicks, oblique kicks, thigh kicks, body kicks, head kicks, takedowns, submissions. The entire universe of fighting opens up. Oh, yeah. And for you to learn that whole universe in the short amount of time to actually compete with a high-level MMA fighter... It's just not going to happen. Good luck. It's just not going to
0: happen. You know? and, and that just shows if this was a real fight, a mixed martial arts fight, what would happen, and I would bet every penny I own, is Ben would toy with him. Ben would... Grab him, put him on the ground, hold him down, and slap him around like a little Randy Couture, Tito Ortiz. You do slap. That's all that would happen if Conor fought Floyd Mayweather and it was a fight, a mixed martial arts fight. He would kick him. He would grab him. Like it's just a different thing, right? Yeah. Like boxing is amazing it's this you know the, the sweet science the art of two hands but it's it's not it's not a fight yeah like
1: and, and, the, and the one thing too is like so there you, you you mentioned uh youtubers versus tiktokers and there's there's actually so this is happening right now they're they're putting the card together and i hate to say it but it's probably going to be one of the biggest cards in the world and i'm, I'm talking youtubers and tiktokers that like they're even less than Jake. They have less experience and less fight knowledge than Jake. These are young kids who got famous from dancing on TikTok and like being, like doing thirst traps for like, you know, little girls. So are you on the undercard? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, if I was, if I was famous enough on TikTok, I would be calling them out so bad. I would love to make a couple minutes. <laughs> that eh? fucking, you know? Just like
0: delete all your posts that have anything to do with you fighting. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm just a dancer, bro. I <laughs> just live
1: in a van, yeah. But yeah, so that's, that's happening. But like the one thing you got to give them credit for is like anytime you're putting yourself out there to fight someone like you are opening the floodgates for all sorts of hate and vulnerability and just getting embarrassed like and so that's the one thing you you got to give props to these like I there was this you know huge TikToker this Bryce Hall fought this Stromedy guy these two like really kind of famous popular guys and there was a lot of beef and back and forth and it was pretty cringeworthy but they put on this this event and they had a ring and they had helmets on and they boxed each other it looked complete shit like obviously super amateur and, and Bryce's. I think, it out and just this young guy on steroids, which a lot of young people, when you do steroids too, too soon, it gets to your head and you think you can actually fight. You forget that roids and muscle have nothing to do with fighting. Yeah. But in his mind, he's this savage and he's like threatening this strong guy. being like, I'm going to put you out and this is going to be the worst three minutes of your life or I'm going to knock you out in seconds. And the fight happens and it's like kind of this <laughs> shitty clusterfuck of a fight and Stromedy, the guy that was a little more quiet in the whole thing actually landed the cleaner Nicer strike Bryce was just roid raging throwing punches head down. It was a mess You want to
0: be humbled be a be a heavy weightlifter who does steroids and show up and do some Some sparring
1: or some jujitsu grappling you'll be humbled very quickly, man do You know, what's funny. You just you saying that I've been thinking about this just watching all of this stuff I was like man it'd be kind of fun to like challenge not in like a nasty like hateful way like we're trying to like ruin each other in any way but like challenge some big bodybuilder who's never trained before and just kind of put put like a 240 pound muscle bound dude and just go at it like maybe not I don't know if fighting would be like allowed to post and share but even like a grappling match like what Dustin Poirier did with that the world's strongest man did you see that match I don't think I did yeah it was it was pretty wild the guy so Dustin Poirier rear naked choked him but it was like But then the guy tapped Dustin out just by top pressure. He was like 270 pounds, and just kind of like laid there. And Dustin Dustin was like, "I can't breathe." Yeah, Yeah. Dustin was like, "I can't breathe right now." Like he just couldn't get out. But it was like a playful match. And I'm like, man, that'd be kind of. I think it'd be fun for people to see. I'll throw up some money. I'll offer somebody to come fight you. Yeah, for fun. Times are hurt, man. The government <laughs> took my job. Let's cool. go, <laughs> Daniel Sedgwick, You still lift weights? <laughs> That's funny, man. We no, might I, have to. I, I think he's a little smaller now, so it might not be quite as, quite as good. I want like a a, a big a big fella. If I were to do that,
0: what what was it like? Because like you said, like I respect the hell out of anybody um, who fights MMA or boxing. See, jujitsu is still intense, but I think the thing that um, dampens it a little bit as there are other people competing at the same time so there's not as much pressure because all eyes aren't necessarily on you right you've competed in pro muay thai pro mma uh, and jujitsu like what do you think the difference was in preparation or like just about when you're just about to start like
1: competing yeah it's, it's a big difference yeah. like, mma is the scariest one like far scarier than the Muay Thai fight was even, even though Muay Thai is violent. Like there's, there's one way to lose a Muay Thai fight and it's just getting kicked and punched. But do,
0: do you think there's like being at a home crowd, like the home fighter that like makes it more scary too? Cause
1: I know that one was out of town. There wasn't many people um,
0: for the Muay Thai one.
1: That one, I don't, I don't think about too much. Yeah. I don't really care if I'm out of town or, or yeah. home and hometown advantage. Yeah, I don't really care too much. It's, it's more like the, the action itself that will make me nervous. Like jujitsu is more playful. Like I'll show up and I'll have like a little bit of nerves, but it's the same kind of nerves I would get um, here doing a podcast. You know, it's like I get a little bit of the butterflies in my stomach and I'm a little nervous, but I'm not like in danger. So I'm not, you're not like I could go get flatlined. Exactly. So yeah, like an MMA fight is yeah a lot more like, holy shit. Like there's a lot of mental stress that, that goes on and anxiety. And I don't feel that a whole lot with anything other than like, yeah, bare shins to the head and you you having the chance of getting flatlined. No shit. You know, so sheesh. um, mm. Go ahead.
0: So for anybody listening, and and by the way, we probably apologize because if you're not big into uh, into combat sports, the the first part of this podcast probably won't be too exciting. But we are doing this the day before this uh, Jake Paul Ben Askren fight happens, so we're going to make some predictions right now. By the time this podcast comes out, which will be Monday the nineteenth, the fight will have already happened. But you're going to hear it first here.
1: What do you what do you think is going to happen? Um, well, I know I, I know. Ben Askren is claiming seventh round TKO. And I, I would I would I'm gonna be close to that. I'm gonna say sixth round TKO by Ben Askren. Okay. I think he's gonna wear him out and tire him out, and then I think he's gonna just chip away. I don't think Jake's little boy brain's gonna handle that that pressure. See, before we I didn't know about the rounds, the length
0: of the fight before we had this conversation. I haven't looked like too extensively into it, so that's interesting because back to Ben being a competitor. Like the longer this goes, like oh, I'd yeah. be scared if I was Jake. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm. I don't think Jake is gonna finish Ben Askren. I don't think he. Look at look at the punches that Robbie Lawler landed on Ben Askren. Look at the size of that jaw. Like I I don't think I don't think uh, I don't think Jake's gonna be able to finish him. I don't know if I don't know if I think Ben can finish Jake either. At for before this conversation, I was thinking, Jake Paul wins by decision, just by landing more strikes, more points, even mm. though he doesn't hurt Ben. I I, I, I see it being a bit of a stalemate where nobody gets finished. The fact that... I'm, you
1: said eight rounds, three minutes? I believe it's eight three-minute rounds. Yeah, Ben might start to wear on him. I'm especially and a big, another big factor is how much are they going to be allowed to clinch up yeah because a lot of refs like they might favor the boxer and they want to see more boxing and like actual strikes but some refs they might let it go a little bit and they might let they kind of clinch up a yeah. bit he'll suck the energy out of, oh. Drake, out of jake if they get to do too much of
0: that yeah. I, i'm gonna say i'm gonna say ben asker decision is what okay. i'm gonna say all right well Shit. you heard it here first i wonder i don't even know if we'll watch it for sure like Maybe we should. I, I really
1: want to. I, I'm I'm invested in this. I've been <laughs> watching it for a while. Yeah, I think yeah. I would like there's actually big UFC fights this weekend too, and I, I'm battling between actually forking over the money and just watching this shithead YouTuber fight Ben Askren, or just <laughs> and just maybe watching the UFC, the real fighters later. And see that just shows the market. It's like what what's more, again,
0: compelling to you?
1: Yeah, you know. Yeah, especially because like when you're kind of in that world, like I'm I'm on TikTok quite a bit lately, and I've just been like I, I see it a lot because it's they're one of the the main attractions, and all these other people are like you know putting their take on it so i see their their takes and their little highlights and say so, yeah it's, it's
0: not mind a while. when ben pushed jake's face face and jake's reaction that was so cringy, man like <laughs> oh, yeah. i think a lot of people's opinions changed in the favor of ben askren at that moment cuz they're like yeah what was he doing <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah and it just shows like even um like if you think about being you know if you're young and you're trying to develop your fight career and you you want to compete and not even just fighting. I think in anything. I think it's very wise to be on social media. And to gain a following. You'll make more money. Period. You'll get better exactly. fights. You'll you'll get catered more. Um, again, you'll just make more money. You'll have more opportunities.
0: Well, think about it. Let's say there's like a an eight-year window from the time you start competing to the time you're done. Just throwing that out there. Whether you are... I don't wanna, I, I do like the humble approach, you know. I, I really do like the Rosenami Unas, the GSP. I really do yeah. favor that approach. But if you're just quiet, you know, you don't really talk much, you're, you're the humble person for that eight years, and you still fight the whole way, or you're somebody who just grabs all this attention, you're, you're controversial, all of these things, and you have the same amount of fights in that eight year window, it's like a matter of squeezing that lemon, you know. Yeah. The, the one guy could get paid 10X what the other person's gonna get paid, just because they squeezed that lemon, they took advantage of the opportunity in their hands. So right. you're right, man. Like, yeah. like even even for you, you decided, hey, I'm going to throw a suit on. I'm going to market this fight. I'm going to put myself out there. I'm going to get sponsorship. And like you really did kind of squeeze that lemon, so to speak, for your last couple fights.
1: You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. It's like sugar Sean O'Malley. But then you look at a guy like Khabib who doesn't talk shit. So if you're going to be the quiet, humble fighter, you better be fucking good and work your way up to the top. Otherwise, you will lose a shitload of money. Like, imagine if Khabib didn't make it there. We wouldn't really know him. He would have fought some casual people. He would have won, and lost, and then all of a sudden, you, we don't hear about him. But the guys like GSP who are so humble, but they're so good, they're undeniable, then you have to pay them respect. But think how long it took for Khabib to get a title fight. If he would have talked a little more shit and had a little bit more of a following or a little bit more of a thing about him that was attractive to people... He would have got a title fight way sooner
0: than that. Think about Charles Oliveira. He's like 10 and 0 right now, finishing everybody, but he's just a soft spoken guy. No one even knows who he is. Exactly. And see, when when you when you put yourself out there, you put all of this pressure on yourself. That's the only difference. But at the end of the day, you know pressure is just an illusion. Yeah. You have to step in there and fight once that cage door locks, just like the humble guy does.
1: Yeah. So Yeah. Yeah, there's something about that pressure. I I kind of I kinda of like it in a way. Like, you know, the in 2019 fighting, you know, in Saskatoon, it was it was cool, man. I kind of I kind of enjoyed like hyping the fight up, but being quite emotionally detached from it. Like I would post up on social media and, you know, you wear the suit and stuff, but you kind of you kind of play that part and you dis- you disconnect from the actual like emotions of it. And everyone, you know, they might be getting all intense because you're always like promoting about it, talking about it. But you're like, I know I'm putting in the work and I'm just going to fight this motherfucker regardless. So like this is all just smoke and mirrors. I don't really yeah. care about it. You know I'm, I'm just doing the work behind the scenes and then yeah. trying to be like ah like this is this is what's happening there's a fight you know on the 11th or whatever man what a
0: cool experience that was just to see like you said behind the scenes of like all of the hard work and the grinding and the the sacrifice everything put into it and then seeing the result and seeing after like we're walking you know the next day and People are like driving by or walking by like, hey, Jesse, good fight. It was like you're a local celebrity. Like <laughs> that whole bit. vibe was just like, what a trip. It was just like, man, this is life. Like you you like had a purpose. You you, you followed through with action. Like that was a crazy
1: whole like event of. of yeah, it's funny. I saw Matt Fedler post. This was a long time ago, but he posted like a throwback Thursday to our fight. Yeah. And it had like his coach like picking him up after he beat me and then the caption was just like uh it was like five months ago when everyone cared about me (laughs) but it's like You know, it's like anytime somebody is like about to do this thing, it's like, you know, people are like, yeah, like rooting for you. And then the thing's done and it's like just regular life happens again. That was so funny. (laughs) You get this moment of like a celebrity almost where you're like, yeah, people are like, you know, saying good luck and they're like reaching out to you. And then after it's done, like a week later, like, yeah, just back to normal. Life is like a business of what have you done for me lately, though? Right. You know, it's like, yeah, (laughs) time
0: time has passed. Yeah, Yeah,
1: it's just crazy
0: uh, are we good on this topic? I I think so.
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, we got our predictions out. So let's see what happens. Okay, sweet. So, um, to kind of segue into this whole, uh, weed thing and our kind of relationship with it. Um, you know, there was this thing that was bothering the shit out of me. It was like, it, it was pissing me off. Like I would get <laughs> triggered by this, this thing that had nothing to do with me. And this thing was, seeing how many personal trainers were clearly on steroids, but they were taking people's money and giving them meal plans and workout plans and saying, if you eat this food and you do these workouts, you could possibly look like me. But what was bothering me was they weren't giving them the real ingredient, the real thing that was actually making them jacked and chiseled and look the way that they looked. You cannot get there naturally. You can't. And so it was, it was, but it was bothering me. And I'm like, why, why the fuck is this bugging me? And I know I I mentioned it to Ryan a few times. And then one day I had like this deep kind of reflective moment where I'm like, it's one of those things where the thing that's bugging you, that someone else is doing. Sometimes when you put the mirror on yourself, you're like, oh, I'm doing the same thing. There's something similar that I'm doing. Jesse's been on DECA and all these stuff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But my thing, and again, like I, I talk about like gratitude and just like finding that pursuit of happiness and being happy, blah, 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 fulfilling, you know, and, and I, I'm i a big and I still believe that. But the my ingredient or the thing that I wasn't sharing that was a big part of my life was weed. Weed was like a, a tool to me that's, that's helped improve my life for years, 11, like 11 to 12 years. I've been like a daily <laughs> smoker. And not many people know it, but... Most people listening to this are probably like, oh, weird. The guy with long hair living in a van smokes weed. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Big shocker. Hey. Yeah. But that it was one of those moments where I'm like, shit, like I, that's why that was bucking me so much. I knew deep down that there was a huge part of my life that I wasn't sharing. And so the reason I wanted to talk about it in this podcast was I, I, would, I wanted to almost feel like liberated, if that's the word, like I wanted to yeah. be set free. yeah And the, like this big part of my life that like, you know, every night, basically, I'll, I'll have a, a puff or two. that's a big part of my life when you're doing it that much and to not talk about it and to kind of shy away from it. I just was like, I don't like that. I like to be transparent online and I, I like to share the whole thing. You know that's a big part of my social media journey was like I wanted to be vulnerable and like share the ups the downs and everything in between and so that was one thing that I really felt was kind of suppressing who I was and so it, it just took me to get mad at some personal trainers <laughs> and to to really see that I'm like oh I'm doing the same fucking thing no wonder that's it's, bu- it's bugging me so much I'm seeing me in them
0: that's an interesting introspective perspective for you to notice
1: yeah yeah I was actually I patted myself on the back after I'm like hey fucking nice because I almost made a post about it like that's how much it was bothering me I wanted to like not call anybody out specifically but I just wanted to say like look if you're if you're going to see a personal trainer and they look like they're on steroids but they're not talking about it and they're just giving you meal plans and workout plans I I would suggest asking them questions or finding a new person very misleading very misleading you know you're 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 taking money from people and you're not telling them why you look the way you look yeah And so for me, again, it's like when, if I'm doing like a morning program and I'm saying like about meditating and journaling and all this stuff, you know, I'm I'm saying, and which they have all helped me just like those personal trainers, their diet and their workouts absolutely help them. But there's a secret ingredients that is helping substantially that you're not talking about. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of why, and a bunch of other reasons we want to dive into this, but yeah, and this is coming out
0: April 19th, which is a day before four twenty. So I think that's why we chose to talk about it. And it kind of fits perfectly because we did talk about alcohol last episode. And if we can talk about having a beer or having a whiskey, we could talk about having a puff. Yeah, it's legal now. And like you said, full transparency, you know, I think people really appreciate that when, when you're not hiding anything, when you're being yourself and to be quite frank, like, I don't have anything to prove to anybody. Like I know who I am. If I want to use cannabis sometimes, look, I've been very competent in business. I've been very, you know, on top of things with athletics, my health, my personal relationships. You're a mess. <laughs> if people know me, they know me as somebody who's disciplined, who's motivated, um, somebody who's organized, somebody who doesn't procrastinate. I'm not lazy. So at the end of the day, w- what are you going to call us losers? Because because we use a little bit of can- cannabis. It's um, yeah. it, It's kind of to that point now. I think it's all about timing and both of us. We've we've never really talked too much about it and if for anybody that knows me including my parents because I'll do it in front of them you know that we use we use cannabis but you know for the general public like like you said man it's been a pretty big part of our life
1: yeah and and I again the reason we're talking about like we talked about alcohol is When it doesn't get talked about, when it's not a part of the conversation around the dinner table with your family, like drugs, money, like these things become taboo and they become even more dangerous. Yes. When they're not openly talked about and you only see like the the bad articles on mainstream TV, which now it's actually coming around. We're seeing like a lot of positive... you know, studies and just stuff with weed, but I don't even really care about that. It's like when something's been around for so long and you've been using it so much and it's been just a a good tool for you. You know, I don't care to get into those debates or like see any kind of studies, to be honest. It might be poor thinking, but I don't, I just don't care. It's been around long enough. I trust the substance and I trust my relationship with it. But again, with us talking about it, it wasn't always a good relationship. You know, sometimes we have to, you know, it's like drinking. We had to puke and end up on a, like next to a toilet for a, few years before we actually developed a healthy relationship with it. And sometimes with weed, it's like you're, you know, you start to wake and bake and then you're, you smoke weed before work and then you get a little bit tired and you're a little dopey and all of a sudden now you're seeing it kind of affect your, your life. And so now you just make little adjustments and tweaks like, like drinking. Now you don't drink so much. You just have a little glass of wine and now it's like a fun social tool. Yeah. So it's like, I think just talking about it, uh, will just kind of help bring it to the surface and allow people to talk about it. Like they talk about alcohol. Like look at all the beer commercials. People are good looking, they're having fun. It's like around the dinner table, if people have a wine and a beer, no one will bat an eye. But a lot of people, because of the reefer madness days, a lot of older people especially, they have this really negative mindset towards weed. And so I think it's kind of not our responsibility, but for anybody who's a, a daily smoker and responsible to talk about it, talk about their experience. Well,
0: that's the thing. It, it
1: It's, uh, there
0: was a lot of propaganda. So it's, it's still a very taboo thing. Like obviously that's changed a lot over the last few years, but you know, first and foremost, we we are telling you guys about our lives and what we do. We're not saying do this. I I hate when people say, Hey, you should do this. Um, but it's like, like, again, we're just being transparent about what we do in our lives. And it's, um, it's something where the first time I tried it, I, I, I was almost about to say, what the fuck was I going to say? <laughs> I could feel it. <laughs> I know. I know you could feel it. I could, I could feel that energy. Um, the, we, we, we both never did. We both got into it around the same time. And when we were young, like I remember trying it in high school and I didn't like it. It kind of made me tired. Um, I, I just didn't like how it felt. And I had a lot of friends who used it in high school, but I, I just never did. It wasn't my thing until I think like I was like 19, maybe you were 20 or 19, something like that. When yeah. we kind of started hanging out. Is yeah, when it was we... probably like 20 at the acreage was the first time I smoked. Okay. Yeah. So that's kind of when we started getting more in- introduced to it. And, um, I, I, th- I want to say that we, once we started, you know, using cannabis somewhat regularly, I think we really started to be more conscious and start to like eat healthier and like take better care of, our- of ourselves too. Like I can kind of remember when we came into the picture, I was like, oh,
1: I need to like watch what I'm putting into my body a little more. It's not all just about lifting weights, you know? Yeah, and that's the one thing that I noticed, and we touched on it in another podcast, but one of the things with like these, you know, call them plant medicines or certain substances, drugs, whatever you want to label it, I don't give a shit, but um, they're not really escape drugs. Like I would never say weed is like an escape drug. If you're like being a shithead and you're not like doing good things and then you smoke weed, it's probably going to make it even louder you know, and a lot of people, I think they get anxiety when they smoke. And, you know, I've heard a lot of people say that that might be a good thing. Maybe it's showing you something to make corrections in your life. And a lot of people are just good at stuffing that and ignoring it where, you know, I would like to think that you and I are both pretty good at not ignoring it. So if we smoke something and it's like, you know, we're getting these, you know, feelings of like anxiety, sometimes it's for a reason, you know, and, And just being okay with the anxiety too you don't always have to like ignore it like some maybe you have anxiety about a podcast like sometimes like we'll be stone cold sober and then we'll smoke a bit of weed at night and then we're like thinking about the podcast and what we said and you're like oh okay that's the thing that that self-conscious
0: aspect makes you more conscious of things and it's like yeah let's do this podcast we're all and then we'll like get high and be like what are we doing yeah let's not do this you second guess yourself and but I, I kinda like that critical lens, eh? It makes you feel like insecure sometimes. Yeah. And, but, but that can be a good thing. You yeah. Know, it could be a good thing.
1: Yeah, and so for me, and again, you know, I know you'll touch on this a little bit too, it's when you do something for the first time, your associations around it and the people you're around and the, the first experience you have is huge. You know, if, if you, you know, smoking weed with some, some deadbeats and lazy people, you know, you'll probably just end up eating chips and playing video games or whatever, which again, if you're just doing that every now and then, I have no judgment for that. But my first experience was, or at least my first real experience with weed, because the first few times I didn't actually feel anything. Like at the acreage, I remember like, you know, like little Kyle and these guys were like, you know, get, getting me high. And so I'd like, I'd smoke <laughs> weed with them. And, and uh, I didn't feel a whole lot. I was like, what the, what the fuck's the big deal with this? So like, I, I kind of just didn't really do it. But then when we bought the house in Rutherford, Pierman and I, and we had like you know, a bunch of people just move in, all our buddies pretty much. <laughs> we had a gym in the basement and a lot of us got laid off in the winter time. And so like, <laughs> here's this group of like four good friends living in this house, all laid off, collecting EI. We have a gym in the basement and an Xbox upstairs. Our whole winter consisted of gym, And then video games. So when I smoked and for the first time I kind of felt something, I just went right to working out. So my association with weed was high and then move your body. Get active because I could feel my body more. I could feel the muscles and I I was like even martial arts or whatever the thing was. So again, like my relationship with it started relatively healthy or I'm like, oh, this isn't like a lazy person's drug. It's just like I, I fucking loved working out high. So I would, I would take a little dab hit and then I would just like go to work and just get jacked. And that's
0: the thing. It's, it's, it's not for everything. Like if I'm going to do an art piece, do a painting, you know, or maybe it's a weekend and you're going outside for a walk with a friend. It's like, that might be a good time to do it. Maybe you're watching a movie at night and everything's taken care of. That might be a time to do it. It's not necessarily, Hey, let's go be social, you know, and, and go to some sort of a public event, you know, it's it's definitely not something you mix with like doing business or, or doing work. But um, yeah, like you said, when you're in your body, when you're physical, when when
1: it's creative, like it can be a great tool. Dude, you know, it was a, a big lesson for me. Like I, I've done this too many times now where I, I know now that to, and I still get caught sometimes if it's like a Sunday or something, I'm like walking down by the river, but like I am not a social stoner. Yeah. Like when I smoke weed, I don't want to bump into people that I don't like, I don't know that well and for have sure. these little small, conver- like small talk conversations, yeah. dude, my soul rots like when I'm like in my own head and I'm like kind of enjoying myself and all of a sudden just someone I know from high school is like, Oh, Hey Jesse, yeah. my, I, my alarm system in my head is like abort mission. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, you for sure. Yeah. But it's like, again, with the relationship with weed, some people are really good. Like we have a lot of friends that like they'll, you don't even like they'll wake and bake and work a 12 hour day. And like they're responsible parents, whatever the thing is like good on them. But like me, it's a nighttime thing for the most part. Yeah. Maybe today it's going to be a little bit different. Um, but yeah, that, that was a big learning experience for me it was too many times I would smoke and then I, again, I get like a little bit awkward because I'm really heady.
0: It, it will it will give you, well, it, first of all, it depends on what type of weed you're smoking, but yeah. it will give you social anxiety for, yeah, for sure. It sure know? can. And I think when I kind of started using it, I, I was like in college. So again, it never, I, I always told myself if it got in the way of my motivation, if, if I started noticing I was procrastinating and putting stuff off, it's a no go. This isn't for me, but I'm so happy, I've, I never, u- I, I, like I, I used it as a tool. So I would get up at 6.30 or seven, and then this is just me in college, a 20 year old. Get up at 6.37, go to the gym, get back, go to class at nine till whatever, three in the afternoon, go work a four hour shift at my part time job, come back, do an hour of studying with, with a group, and then it's nine o'clock at night, and then get high with a couple friends, maybe watch some stuff or just visit, and then you can kind of shut your mind off. You know, you, you're in college. You're studying all day. You're you're managing. You know, being a broke college student. It's nice to be able to shut your mind off at night and just be present. De stress. De stress. You wake up the next day, no hangover, with a fresh mind, ready to go get back on the treadmill or yeah. whatever it is you do. And 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 that's when it can become a tool. When it's like hey, this is really beneficial for,
1: like, my mental health, for my mind chatter, you know? Yeah, the de-stressing is huge for me now, like, you know, and with fight camp, too. Smoked every night right up until the night of the fight. The night of the weigh-ins, smoked. So it's like, it doesn't stop me from training my ass off and doing the things, the responsible things I need to do, but it is a de-stressor, so that's why I like it at nighttime. And, you know, before I started coaching, I I would still train, or, uh, yeah, I I would smoke just about before every training session. So if I'm doing Muay Thai, Jiu Jitsu, whatever the thing was, I would just smoke. I would just take a little hoot. But then I started teaching, and I did it once. I, I smoked before I taught once. I was like, not happening again. I yeah. can't do that. Yeah. It was just I didn't. I don't think I did it that, that bad of a job. But I just remember being in my own head a little bit, where I'm like, okay, that's that's yeah. it. So I, ever since then, I, I I completely stopped. I completely separated from the gym. You know, there's no teaching and then smoking at the same time. So again, you just have to kind of find that relationship and just continue having it as a tool and not something that's going to take away from your, you know, your goals, your ambitions, your, your exactly, you know, your life.
0: And, and that's the thing, you know, for me, it was a big unwinding tool. Like, like again, eat, not even teaching. I, I don't like it to go, you know, do jujitsu or, or something because it's, it makes it harder to learn. You know, I like to be sober present. And then after you've, you know, worked all day, you know, busted your ass physically you're going to go make a snack and relax and then you can unwind. And, and for me, that's like a good time to do it. But mm. you know, for, for a lot of people who, if, if it's still taboo to you, you know, a lot of people think of the the classic, you know, pothead, somebody who's lazy, somebody who, Hey man, let's get high, man. But, but it's like, there is so much more beyond that. And if you're somebody who's unmotivated, who can't keep promises to themselves, who, Puts shit off. Doesn't know know about prioritization. Pot's probably going to make you more of a loser. You, you know, like you need to be very conscious about this. Yeah. But yeah, I, again, it's a tool. Um, I know so many high functioning people who are doing way better than me, even in life, by far. Who who use it and have used it regularly. And yeah, you, you know, I, I don't think it's good to necessarily you know smoke smoke joints every day and because you're burning plant matter like at the end of the day you're burning plant matter you're taking in that smoke but that's the beauty of it is nowadays you can vape you can do edibles you know you you can choose maybe i don't want to get that high i i know a lot of people who take you know high cbd gummies just before they go to sleep you know and so there's there's a lot of different ways to do it there's a lot of ways to go about doing it and right. like anything you just have to kind of educate yourself you know? yeah
1: yeah and it's it's like um you know we everybody's got their thing some people eat chips too much some people it's donuts some people it's alcohol it's weed it's cigarettes whatever the thing is we all have like our thing that we kind of like rely on for like a crutch or whatever So it's like you can abuse any of these things, but then, you know, again, you kind of, like you said, you have to find your own groove that, that suits you and and is really a tool. And you have to be honest about that. Some people be like, Oh, I just like treating myself with like a bag of chips. I like treating myself with a bag of chips every night. Now I'm gaining weight, but I still, it's just like a little, it's just a treat. And all of a sudden four years down the road, you're now quite obese and you're struggling with your health and your weight and you're kind of getting a little bit lazy so it's like eventually you can like spiral out of control so like with weed same thing you know if you're like ah like I just have a little you know toot in the morning have a little hoot and then just kind of start my day but then I don't really go to the gym after work because you know I'm just a little bit tired a little burnt out so I have another little puff and I'll just throw a show on and you keep kind of like justifying this shit and all of a sudden, down the road, you become like a deadbeat. It's it's so like uninspiring. Really, yeah, man. And so, like, you you really have to be honest with: is it a tool or is it not? And one really good way to do that, and we do this often, is just, or not often, but every now and then, we'll just take like a week off or five days or whatever, and just. I, I did it with Aaron uh, right around uh, Christmas. I took eight days off just because I was like, I just want to, I just want to try, it, see if I notice anything, see if she notices anything. Nothing. Zero. I slept the same. Shitty, (laughs) (laughs) slap shitty like I usually do. Uh, But yeah, like my mood didn't change. Literally nothing changed, and it was just like so. She was like, "It's nice to see that your personality. You're not all of a sudden this wound up like a clock asshole." You know, it was just you were the same. Same So, so why did you start smoking again? What was it about it that you that you'd rather do it than not do it? I enjoy the ritual of weed. It's, yeah. it's like my morning routine. Like I, I create these things in my life that are like kind of structured rituals and, and weed kind of like a de-stressor. It's like my morning routine kind of helps me kind of supercharge myself for the day and prepare myself for the day. And then I, I do what I'm doing. And then at the end of the night, I just like kind of sitting in the comfort of my own van or home or whatever and just having a little puff and then just relaxing and not like thinking about strategy or how i'm gonna teach this class or how i'm gonna fight this person or whatever it's it's just a a ritual of like de-stress it is a nice experience too like i I do enjoy the experience
0: and even a social thing you know like if we get together on a weekend night or something and just have a great conversation while like having some puffs it's like i i love that experience that's something i
1: look forward to and it's it's playful too and i think our world could use some more playfulness and silliness and stumbling over your words sometimes and just kind of being a silly, silly goose. Mm-hmm. Like we don't always have to be these, oh, you're hustling and getting it in serious conversations. Like sometimes you'll smoke and like, yeah, you might get into like a deep conversation, but you also might just kind of start talking shit and have this like really funny, like interesting conversation. And sometimes that's awesome too. And it's funny because we can have some good conversations
0: sometimes and then we'll get a little bit high. And we just make it so much more challenging for ourselves yeah. because you start to zone out or you start to get self-conscious yeah. or, or you forget what you're gonna say. Right. And we've laughed about that before is like, why do we do this to ourselves? Like we make <laughs> yeah. having a conversation so much more difficult, but yeah. it's, I, again, it's just kind of fun. Like, yeah,
1: Yeah. I, I, I'm I just
0: gonna check the time Yeah. Real quick.
1: I just gotta make sure the thing's still running. Oh, we're at 50 minutes already.
0: Nice, well, yeah. And, and I've, back to what you were saying before, I've known some people who, <clears throat> every day they just made it a habit of getting up smoking weed and they pretty much smoke weed throughout the day and at that point it's like hey you are abusing this you're not using it you're abusing it and you are numbing whatever motivation or desires you have inside you so it can definitely be a problem but you know I we all have to check ourselves and there's a time recently I took six weeks off and I don't smoke every day anymore by any means, but I used to when I was in college and in my early 20s. And when I took that, like just cold turkey, took six weeks off, zero. I didn't have any effect. I And again, just like you, it's not like I needed to do it. I was just like, this is fun. I miss doing it. Like I just look forward to that. So yeah. like, I started doing it again. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, it's funny. When I drove to... Um, to LA. I, I just took five days off cause I wanted to like treat myself to, you know, it's like LA is kind of the, the place to get like, you know, that LA Kush or just good weed. So I was like, you know, just driving through all the States and just not smoking. Plus I didn't want to bring anything over the border and I just didn't know where I was. So I didn't want to like go look for, for shops, but yeah, it was like really enjoyable sometimes to like kind of earn those little rewards or those little tools as well. So I went to like LA and I got, um, I got like a really fancy one. I paid a little bit more, but yeah, it's like where they have uh, moon, moon rocks. I think, yeah, it's like Keef or something like, uh, it was like a joint with moon rocks in it and they rolled it in Keef. Yeah. So it was like really excessive, yeah. but again, you know, Very sometimes, expensive. yeah, you, you just, you just play around with it. You kind of pull back a little bit, maybe don't smoke it. And then you, you know, maybe you do something to earn the treat. It's like a donut to me. Y- you said it, earn it. You
0: and I have always used it as a tool where we have to earn it. I love laying on the couch and watching Netflix, but I only love it once I've taken care of everything that's important to me and I've earned it. That's always how we've viewed cannabis yeah is, is we, we earn it, you know and you make that big you know long drive to California. We meet up in California, we get high, we take a, a lift, and we go see
1: Theo Vaughn. Like, yeah. What an experience, right? So cool, man. I actually, I was thinking about that the other day, how fucking cool that is, because I listen to Theo Vaughn all the time, and it's just like, to to be in LA, to see him before this whole pandemic happened, like, it was just cool to get that out of the way almost. Right before LA went to shit. Exactly. But, again, with alcohol, too, we had one rose
0: at my Airbnb, and then... We took a lift to downtown LA and then we each had one, like, tall boy beer at the show.
1: A $20 fucking beer.
0: I bought us each a beer and it was 36 bucks American. Dude. So it's like. 46 bucks canadian for
1: a beer tall boy it was like a big ass beer unreal man how much they charge it was a nice place but still yeah that was excessive. like
0: we had two drinks and we smoked like half of a joint and like
1: it was perfect night you know nobody's
0: driving like we had lots of laughs we we went up the next got up early the next day went and like worked out at muscle beach yeah
1: yeah you know it's it's funny (laughs) i was thinking about this on my way here um Every single dance that anybody saw on my social media, high as a kite. I <laughs> was like, it was becoming my like, it was like a really fun Sunday thing for me.
0: What a good thing to do with
1: dance. I would put hours in, man. Like when it was summertime and I was first learning how to shuffle step, that's, again, it's like our, our gym was shut down. I, I wasn't as busy as I, I normally am because again, my my job got taken for a moment there. Um, so yeah, it was just cool to have a little hoot. I would watch some TikToks, and you got loud, I got loud music in my ears or on like a little speaker and you're just kind of moving around and it's so fun and enjoyable, you know? So it's like experiences like that, that I I think can really help kind of change your mind about weed, but also build a healthy relationship, you know, kind of avoiding the whole smoke, eat your face off and watch. although, Although I do that as well, but, and I do think I was
0: actually thinking about this yesterday when I was driving, I think it's great that it's not legal to, to get high and drive like uh, to get an impaired from smoking weed and driving. Now I've taken that risk before and, and I've done that and it's not smart, but allegedly. I know, I've allegedly done that in the past. And, um, you know, you, you got to deal with the consequences of the things you made. It's not something I want to do anymore, but you know, I, I've, I've done it back in the day, but, but when you think about it, you, you, you are, <laughs> you are impaired. You know, if, if somebody's, a newbie to getting high or, or even if you're not and you're really high like you're impaired your focus is going to be affected so I think it's good that they did that
1: yeah yeah and and you know yeah I guess just a uh, one of the tough things and I, I guess this is why I, I don't really post about this stuff on my social media is like yeah, and I'm sure Ryan is like this too when you're like you know you take your business seriously and you want to be professional and you know with me too coaching like coaching you know adults kids classes when the gym is uh, open normally so like the last thing i want to do is influence anybody in any way but it's like just i did want to share my own personal experience with it yeah you know but again i think that's why i was quite hesitant to post anything about it because you know when you have you know again you're a coach or you have this kind of leader role model position i didn't want to be that person where I'm kind of jeopardizing, it, even though in my mind it's nothing. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. And like myself too, I'm in a professional industry. Like I don't want to go promoting, hey, I'm this like big, big pothead and that sort of thing. But yeah, just it, it's, it's something. And, and even if it is legal now, you know, it still has that taboo. It's still like uncomfortable. And yeah, you know, people are going to, going to judge you for it. And, and I, again, like certain people might resonate with you more because it's like, Hey, we have something right. in common and it's not something I talk about either. Or people might just, you know, make that, hey, you know, you're you're not competent or you're a pothead or something. But, yeah. you know, it's even like getting tattoos. Like I have like 100 hours of tattoos on me now. And initially when I first got into sales, when I was selling, uh, before I was in real estate, you know, I was self-conscious to wear like even like golf style button up t-shirts, like mm-hmm. business shirts. Be And I would like hide my like arm tattoo and I talk to people and stuff because right. you know that there's people out there that. Judge. You get a first impression on somebody, right? Yeah, and it's a real thing. I do it to people, and, and I, it's fair that people do it to me. But right. at first, you know, since we're on this weed conversation, yeah, like I would get a little insecure of, of having tattoos. But you know, you you just gotta eventually get to a place where you're like, look, I am me. I need to let my actions speak for themselves and earn
1: people's respect. And I'm not going to like live, live in the shadows. Yeah. And you just said it. Yeah. Live in the shadows. And that's why I'm, I'm happy. We talked, we'll wrap this up, but that's why I'm happy. We kind of talked about this. I just, I feel like I was kind of like hiding a big part and now it just feels nice to talk about it. Even if it's like on a podcast and not everyone on your regular social media will listen to, but it still feels nice.
0: It's like the M&M battle. It's like, here, tell these people something they don't know about me. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you said, like liberating, you know? Yeah.
1: It's, yeah. That's, yeah. that was good. We'll end it on that. Um, you got anything else you want to go over? Oh, yeah. We got uh, the people, the countries listening to our podcast, Canada, the US, Philippines, Australia, Egypt, Switzerland. Switzerland. There was another one. I, I think there was another one, but I just wanted to say that because I thought it was really cool. <laughs> we also have even percentages, male to female yeah, ratio. Yeah, like exactly listening. even
0: Egypt, Mexico, Switzerland. Did you say Mexico? Philippines, maybe, maybe I missed, Me- I missed you, Mexico. Yeah. And it's funny cool. because it's probably somebody who just like accidentally hit it and then shut it right off. But hey, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's exactly what it is. Uh, anyway, it's, it's a beautiful day. Let's go for a walk. Yeah. Let's enjoy this day. Thanks for listening. And yeah. Thanks for listening. Episode six. Yep. Right, We're out.